morning. Blessed Sunday, Pastor Shane here, Worship Without Walls. I'd like to thank each and every one of you, brothers and sisters, for joining us here on this blessed Palm Sunday for worship, word, and prayer. With that said, may we get right into our first and opening prayer for this morning. God of the covenant, in the glory of the cross, your son embraced the power of death and broke its hold over your people. In this time of repentance, draw all people to yourself, that we who confess Jesus as Lord may put aside the deeds of death and accept the life of your kingdom. Amen and amen. We're going to begin by turning into our red hymnal, the 298. Hosanna to the son of David. As the time approached for him to be taken up to heaven, Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem. As he went along, people spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. When he came near the place where the road goes down, the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. We turn to 307 and continuing the My Redeemer. You were not redeemed with perishable things like silver or gold, but with precious blood of the Lamb, unblemished and spotless, the blood of Christ. He took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows. He was perceived for our, he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. Here ends our reading from our red hymnal. Our opening hymn for today is This is the Day. This is the day that the Lord has made. This is the day, 
This is the day when the Spirit came. Amen and Amen. Please join me in the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into Hades. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Amen. Turn to 182. Glory in the cross. And Jesus answered them, saying, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Father, glorify thy name. There came therefore a voice from heaven. I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. The multitude, therefore, who stood by and heard it, were saying that it had thundered. Others were saying an angel had spoken to him. Jesus answered and said, This voice has not come for my sake, but for your sakes. Now judgment is upon this world. Now the ruler of this world shall be cast out. And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men to myself. But he was saying this to indicate the kind of death by which he was to die. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore also God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. But may it never be that I should boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. We open our Bibles this morning to the book of Psalm. Psalm 118, verses 1 through 2 and 19 through 29. O oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Let Israel now say, Open to me the gates of righteousness. I will go through them, and I will praise the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord, through which the righteous shall enter. I will praise you, for you have answered me, and have become my salvation. The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Save now, I pray, O Lord. O Lord, I pray, send now prosperity. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you from the house of the Lord. God is the Lord, and he has given us light. Find the sacrifice with cords to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will praise you. You are my God, and I will exalt you. O oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Here ends our reading from the book of Psalm. Thanks be to God. Brothers and sisters in Christ, let us pray. Caught between joy and despair, 
We yearn for the fulfillment of God's desire beyond the brokenness and neediness of this life. We offer thanksgiving for God's presence with us and petitions for the transformation of the church and the world. Dear Heavenly Father, we lift up to you our brothers and sisters who are in con are being condemned, who are being persecuted. We lift up to you our black and brown, our sisters, our LGBTQIA plus community, and so many more that are being pushed into marginalization, made to be described as non-inhumane objects. And we lift them up to you, Lord, that you may help open the eyes and the hearts of those who are condemning them to see love instead, to realize that their lives matter too. Father, we look to you that you might help heal our sisters, Robin and Nora, brother James, that you might watch over our brother Steve, our brothers Darren, Caden, your sister Nikki, Ben. We look to you, Lord, that you would watch over those still suffering war in Ukraine. We lift up to you, Lord, the families once again suffering from tragic and continued gun violence. We lift up to you our lawmakers who are out there right now and should be working to pass laws to make schools safer, to make life safer, so children no longer have to attend in fear of what could happen but instead be able to live life knowing that they are safe and secure and taken care of. Father, we ask that you continue to bless this ministry as well and continue to guide us along our way. And we ask life giver, pain bearer, love maker, day by day that you sustain the weary with your word and gently encourage us to place our trust in you. Awaken us to the suffering of those around us and save us from hiding in denials or taunts that deepen the hurt. Give us grace to share one another's burdens in humble service for you. Amen and amen. We turn into our blue hymnal. To 638, Christ's triumphant entry. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage, on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you. And at once you will find a donkey tied there with their colt, <clears throat> with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, tell them, Him that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to the daughter of Zion, See, your king comes to you gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt, placed their cloaks on them, and Jesus sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? The crowds answered, 
This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. Here ends this scripture reading from our hymnal. Praise be to God. Brothers and sisters in Christ, please join me in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, leading us not into temptation, but delivering us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. And amen. Let us continue in prayer. Holy God, sovereign over power and pain, glorious triumph and deep disappointment, we enter this holy week bringing our tithes and offerings to your altar and leaving them here in hope. You will use them to make the world a more loving and compassionate place. We are reminded through the scripture that you sent two of your disciples out to make the world ready for your coming. Go into the village. Find the donkey. Tell them the Lord has need. Remind us that your kingdom breaks into the world not as a spectacle for us to witness, but as a parade where we are called to make a working contribution. We pray in the name of the one who comes, not just for the parade, but for the cross at the end of it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Brothers and sisters in Christ, this brings me to our gospel reading today, which comes from the gospel of Matthew. And there was a couple different ways we could have done the gospel reading today with the scripture. Ultimately, if we look at our gospel, we look at Matthew 26, verse 14 through Matthew 27, verse 66. Due to the length of that reading. I will read parts of that and I will skip around, okay? I don't want you to feel like you have to read all of that. I just want you to realize that I'm going to kind of bounce around a little bit because of the length of it. Let's begin with 26 verse 14. Then one of the twelve called Judas Iscariot went to the chief priest and said, What are you willing to give me if I deliver him to you? And they counted out to him thirty pieces of silver. So from that time he sought opportunity to betray him. Now, on the first day of the feast of the unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus, saying to him, where do you want us to prepare for you to eat the Passover? And he said, Go into the city to a certain man and say to him, The teacher says, My time is at hand. I will keep the Passover at your house with my disciples. So the disciples did as Jesus had directed them, and they prepared the Passover. When evening had come, he sat down with the twelve. Now as they were eating, he said, Assuredly, I say to you, one of you will betray me. And they were exceedingly sorrowful, and each of them began to say to him, Lord, is it I? He answered, He who dipped his hand with me in the dish will betray me. The Son of Man indeed goes just as it is written of him, but woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been good for that man if he had not been born. 
And Judas, who was betraying him, answered and said, Rabbi, is it I? He said to him, You have said it. As they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed it, and broke it, and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. Then he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say to you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to them, All of you will be made to stumble because of me this night. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I have been raised, I will go before you to Galilee. Peter answered and said to him, Even if all are made to stumble because of you, I will never be made to stumble. Jesus said to him, Assuredly I say to you, that this night before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said to him, Even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. And so said all the disciples. Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane. And said to the disciples, Sit here while I go and pray over there. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee. And he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful even to death. Stay here and watch me, with me. He went in a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my father. If it is possible, let this cup pass from me, nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping and said to Peter, What? Could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again a second time he went away and prayed, saying, My father... This cup cannot pass away from me unless I drink it. You will be done. And he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. So he left them, went away again, and prayed the third time, saying the same words. Then he came to his disciples and said, Are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. So we're going to skip forth a little bit. And we're going to skip past where Jesus is betrayed. And we're going to talk about We're going to pick up in chapter 27, verse 11. Now Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, saying, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus said to him, It is as you say. And while he was being accused by the chief priests and elders, he answered nothing. Then Pilate said to him, Do you not hear how many things they testify against you? But he answered him not one word. So the governor marveled greatly. Now the feast, at the feast, the governor was accustomed to releasing to the multitude one prisoner whom they wished. And at this point, we see in our scripture 
Barabbas. Being released. And ultimately, when Barabbas is released, then Jesus gets delivered to being crucified. We're going to pick up again, verse 27. The soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the praetorium and gathered the whole garrison around him. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him. And they twisted a crown of thorns. They put that on his head. And a reed in his right hand. And they bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. They sped on him. They took the reed and struck him on the head. And when they had mocked him, they took the robe off him, put his own clothes on him, and led him away to be crucified. They gave him sour wine. We're picking up at verse 34. Mingled with gall to drink. But he had, but when he tasted it, he would not drink. Then they crucified him and divided his garments, casting lots. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet. They divide my garments among them. And my for my clothing they cast lots. Sitting down, they kept watch over him there, and they put up over his head the accusation written against him, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then two robbers were crucified with him, one on the right and one on the left. And those who passed by blasphemed him, wagging their heads and saying, you who destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. If you are the Son of God, come down from the cross. Likewise, the chief priests, also mocking with the scribes and elders, said, He saved others. Himself he cannot save. If he is the King of Israel, let him now come down from the cross, and we will believe him. He trusted in God. Let him deliver him now. If he will have him for he said I am the son of God even the robbers who were crucified with him reviled him with the same thing and now we're getting to the point where Christ is going to die on the cross Sixth hour until the ninth hour, there was darkness over all the land and about the ninth hour Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, Lama, Sabbath thing. That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of those who stood there, when they heard that said, This man is calling for Elijah. Immediately one of them ran and took a sponge, filled it with sour wine, and put it to the on a reed for him to drink. The rest said, Let him alone. Let us see if Elijah will come to save him. Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth quaked and the rocks were split, and the graves were opened, and the many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the graves after his res resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. So when the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and the things that had happened, they feared greatly, saying, Truly this was the Son of God. And many women who followed Jesus from Galilee, ministering to him, were there looking on from afar, among whom were Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of Zebedee's sons. Now we see Jesus being brought to the tomb. 
as a rich man came from Aramatha named Joseph, who himself also became a, a di <clears throat> disciple of Jesus. This man went to Pilate and he basically asked for the body of Jesus Christ. Pilate commanded the body to be given to him. Joseph then had taken it and wrapped it in linen cloth, and he laid him in this tomb, which he had, and hewn out of the rock. They rolled a large stone against the door of the tomb. Mary Magdalene was there, and the other Mary sitting opposite the tomb. Pilate then... On the next day, which followed the day of preparation, the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered together to Pilate, saying, Sir, we remember while he was still alive, how that deceiver said, After three days I will rise, therefore command that the tomb be made secure until the third day, lest his disciples come by night and steal him away, so they can say this. So they went and made the tomb secure. Now, again, I skipped a little bit around as the scripture reading was significantly long today. With that said, it brings me to our message for this morning. And first and foremost, this is the scripture that we hear every year. This is a scripture which we preach on every year where you can attend our service you can attend other services and each pastor is going to preach on it a little bit different each pastor is going to bring different to discuss we brought forth the liturgy of or the scripture of the psalms or the palms and we brought forth the scripture of ultimately christ dying or the scripture of the passion and when we're bringing forth the scripture of the passion with the scripture of the palms this brings me to our message from the palms to the cross and many of us sit there and we remember this from being a kid we remember this from the watching the videos and the movies. But first I want to discuss a little bit from the scripture with the palms. Because in Christ's triumphant entry, we see them laying palm branches and we see them laying their cloaks down on the ground what happened in this moment of time? But we see the glory of who Christ really is as a king. We see the glory of who Christ is to all of his followers, to all those of us now too. Because his disciples without hesitation, listen to him and go forth. And they get the donkey and the foal and they put the cloaks on it and he rides in on them. And for many of us, that is, we don't see the significance in that. We're like, ah, what's the significance of a man riding in on a donkey? But let's backtrack to this fact that it was a donkey that led Mary in to Bethlehem where even though there was no room at the inn and she had Christ, Jesus in a stable it is a donkey on which he rides in again And when we see this, we have to realize that there is significance in 
him riding in on the donkey. But there's the significance also of the palm branches. There's the significance of the cloaks. Because in those days, people of importance, kings and so forth, the regular folks, we'll say, or the other people that are just there would line the roads or, you know, kind of roll up the red carpet for them, per se. And here we are seeing that red carpet being rolled out for Jesus, son of Mary and Joseph, Jesus of Nazareth. Who is Jesus of Nazareth? This are the things that people are wondering. And yet, I'm sure as the Pharisees see this, I'm sure as the kings see this, and they start to wonder, right? Because it probably looked a little bit like, who is this man, this ordinary man that the entire community is following and has come out to put their cloaks down and these palm branches down? Who is this man that they are going to sit there and say praise and hallelujah and hosanna to the son of David? But here he is. Here is Jesus of Nazareth riding in on a donkey through this. And yet, we sit there and we wonder, we sit there and we question. And far too many times I say to you, brothers and sisters, let us not question. Let us not heed that temptation. Let us not sit there and be pressured to be delivered to evil. But let us realize that just as the importance of Christ's coming is, so is the importance of what transpires. When Christ sits there and breaks the bread for his disciples, saying, this is my body broken for you. When Christ sits there and pours the cup and says, this is my blood shed for you. But then he says, I will not take a sip until the last breath of wine. Jesus also predicts and talks about Peter denying him three times. Jesus sits there and talks about the betrayal and who is going to betray him and all of that. We see in this gospel passage today. That not only does Christ go out to pray, but one of the things that I really liked about Christ going to pray in the garden is when he comes back and he says, Could you not watch with me for one hour? Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Now, he knows what is to come. He knows what's about to be. But he's trying to guide his disciples one more try. To strengthen them. Not only in the spirit, but in the flesh as well. To help their flesh to be able to endure when he is no longer there. To help them in the flesh to be able to endure when he is not there. To guide them physically in the flesh. And when I look to us nowadays, brothers and sisters, I have to ask, how do we guide ourselves in the flesh and stay strong in the flesh when Christ is not physically there to guide us? How do we sit there and understand and discern the scriptures that we are given so that we may strengthen ourselves spiritually and physically to endure the transgressions, to endure the persecutions that we face just for standing up for those who are being persecuted and marginalized. You see, as we sit there in the scripture of the Passion, although this scripture is long to read through, we have to understand that there is a significance in every part of what Christ does during this time. There's a significance in every part that Christ predicts knows, says. We see Peter being asked by multiple different people 
and Peter denying Christ. And up until the time where that rooster crows, does Peter sit there and almost forget? And when he hears that rooster crow, he realized he did three times denying his Lord and Savior, and he wept. But then we get to Christ and the cross. And I have the three crosses on the side here. And one says love, one says he is risen, and one says hope. At this point in our scriptural journey, at this point in our guidance, we are looking at two key crosses. We are looking at love and we are looking at hope. For when it's predicted, for when it is prophesied that Christ needs to die on the cross, Christ lives to fulfill that prophecy. Why does Christ live to fulfill that prophecy? Two reasons. One, God the Father showing mercy and love to all of us. Christ showing love to all of us. Shows some of that significance. But there is another aspect of this, which is the fact that it brings hope to those who need it. Hope that he is going to rise in three days, right? Because we haven't gotten to the he is risen part. We've only gotten to the death. And as we sit here in the next three days and wait and in hope, we must continue forth, right? Going through the passion, we are continuing forth. And there's plenty that we could say, but ultimately, this week is about the palms. This week is about the coming this week is about the acknowledgement of him as the king. From here, we are going to get to the rest of the events that transpired. But we know that in everything Christ did through this, it was intentional. Through this, it was needed. Through this, it fulfilled the prophecy because from the palms to the cross, Christ did what was needed of him out of love and mercy for us. In all of this, Christ still showed compassion to those being persecuted. Christ still showed compassion to the sinner. Christ still showed redemption to those who were in need of redemption. But yet when the time came and Christ was crucified and died on the cross, what happened? But behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two and earthquakes took place. And it wasn't until then that Pilate had a set guard of the tomb, right? Because Joseph came and bartered for Jesus' body and asked to bury him in the tomb, which Pilate agreed. But it was the Pharisees once more saying, well, this man said he will rise in three days. So let's not let it, his disciples be able to steal his body at night to say it happened. Instead, let's put guard night and day of this tomb so that no one can steal this body and produce false testimony. So where we end is where Pilate agreed today. But as I said, realistically, we got to go back to the palms and the hope that comes from Jesus entering this town and the hope that comes from Jesus coming once more to bless those and to sit and have Passover together. For it is through Christ Jesus that we are saved and it is through Christ Jesus that we learn how to love, how to show compassion, 
and how to be one. So as we continue our journey in Lent, and we look toward, forward towards Holy Week now, let us understand that it is from the palms to the cross where we will be. Let us understand that it is then from death to the hope in those three days of the resurrection that we will end up. As we progress through Holy Week, brothers and sisters, may we know Christ from the palms to the cross. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you today thankful for everything you've given to us in our lives. We thank you for sending your Son, Jesus Christ, riding into town on a donkey. As we lay our palms and our cloaks down to receive him, entering in like the king that he is. May we know that in our hearts we need to embrace him through faith to your will. Just as Christ knew it was in your will, it would be done. Father, help strengthen us and guide us in discernment. In Christ's glorious name, amen and amen. Our final hymn is Lamb of God. Till I am just a 
my Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. God of our salvation, we give you thanks for Jesus Christ, our Lord, who came in your name and turned the lonely way of rejection and death into triumph. Grant us the steadfast faith to enter the gates of righteousness, that we may receive grace to become worthy citizens of your holy realm. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Brothers and sisters in Christ, I ask that you please join me in doxology. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly hosts. And praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Brothers and sisters in Christ, on this blessed Palm Sunday, Go in peace, amen, and amen. Are you looking for some Christian-based apparel to wear? Masks, hoodies, shirts, possibly women's leggings? Then look no further than checking out our Teespring store at teespring.com backslash stores backslash worship dash without dash walls it's all custom designed from us here at worship without walls again that is teespring.com backslash stores backslash worship dash without dash walls hope you find something you like for you or your loved ones have a blessed day